Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Hello. Welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we're talking about five tips for a custom marketing plan. We're going to talk about building a marketing plan that provides the wheels underneath your idea, and this is the piece where we get into scaling. So in this show, we're going to talk about those five tips and how you can build one a marketing plan for your business. And you remember the last uh, the last four weeks, we've been talking about the five steps to growing your business. So not to be confused with what we're talking about today, but there's five steps to growing your business. And it's what I, what the, the crux of profit launch is. And the first one is vision. So we've got to have that vision. We've got to know where we're headed. The second one is target audience. We've got to know everything about our demographic, our psychographic, our geographic, our behavioral patterns. If you don't have a clue what I'm talking about here, totally fine. You can go back a few episodes and you can reference that. And then you go into our third step to building consistent income, building a six-figure plus business. That is the offer. Okay, This is what we actually bring out into the world. This is how we turn prospects into customers. And so that's really, really important. And then we go into step four, and that's the enrollment. That's that sales piece. Okay, That's sales. And so we talked last week about sales for the non-sales person. And once we go through all four of those steps, once we know that we've got a viable product that somebody has purchased from us that we can really engage with and we say, okay, this is going to happen, then and only then can we move to step five, which is about scale. And that's where we are today. So in this step process, I want, I want to take a moment and just go through what exactly is a marketing plan? Like, why would we have one of these? Okay, so I have... I have created these marketing plans for Fortune 100 companies, for Fortune 500 companies, for huge, you know, multi-million dollar companies, and I've created them for small businesses and for my own businesses. I've created plans where I've sold them for $50,000, and I've created plans where I've sold them for $5,000. I've created plans with budgets of over a million dollars, and I've created plans with budgets of a few thousand dollars. And I tell you all of that because that's the diversity of marketing plans. That's how wide they can be. So now let's break it down to actually what is a marketing plan. So some of you, if you're starting to think about how I'm going to grow this business and what are some of the tactics I might use to attract an audience, to call forward people that might want to buy from me, well, at that point, we start to throw out ideas. So maybe you've thought about Facebook advertising or you've thought about uh, – other types of digital advertising, or maybe somebody's come to you and say, hey, sponsor this event because that's where your audience is. And you say, okay, well, maybe. So you start, you start into all these tactics, but at their core, they may or may not have anything to do with each other. And that's where a marketing plan comes in. Everything gets to work together. Okay, everything gets to work together. And when it starts to work together, that's when you start to get traction. Okay, so when your plan is cohesive, when all of these tactics that you have going on fit together, that's when you gain traction in your business. So anytime that someone asks you about something that you would use for marketing, our brains tend to think of it as an expense. And after the show, what I want to shift in you is that marketing is an investment. Okay, marketing is an investment. It's not an expense. And so you get to understand, well, what kind of return, just like in any financial experience, what kind of return would make this a good investment? And so that's how we get to start to think about marketing and the plans. So when we think about a marketing plan, 
and we think about you know, let's let's look at growing our business first and, and apply this to a marketing plan. So if you are looking at an inverted triangle, for example, so the point is to the left, the, the big sections to the right. On your left, where that little tiny section is, I want you to take a third of it. Okay, and that is where the vision section. So think about this as your business. That is where the vision section is. So every time you think about where your business is going to be five to ten years down the road, so long time down the road, that you're in the vision stage. Okay, you're in the far left. Okay, anytime you think about your business for the next one to five years, one to five years, you're in the middle section. Okay, so think about that, that middle third. That's strategy. So on the left, anytime five to ten years, you're in the vision section. Anytime you're in the one to five years, you're in the strategy section. And anytime that you think about anything that you're going to push forward in your business for the next zero to one years, you're in the tactics. And that's on your far right. If you think about that inverted triangle in sections of a third, far left is vision, five to ten plus years. Middle section is strategy, one to five years. And the far right is tactics, zero to one years. So now marketing plans, when we apply these, we're really talking about how that strategy, that one to five year strategy, which obviously is aligned with the vision, but how that plays out in the next zero to one year. And your marketing plan is written from that perspective. So I have written three year marketing plans, but I'll tell you what, most of the time they shift in six months to a year. So the average marketing plan that I write is not any longer than a year. And most of the time, it's about a six month six-month plan, and then we review the results and we consistently tweak. Okay, then we review the results and we consistently tweak. So the marketing plans are really for that tactic area. Okay, so now when we're thinking about that, there's all kinds of tactics that we can use. And I'm just going to throw out a few here because probably ones that you've thought about. So there's social media. There's content pushes on social media. So for example, your content strategy, that's a piece that you would put into the marketing plan. So you might build out an editorial calendar. It's a really fancy word just to say, what am I going to post today? What am I going to post tomorrow? What am I going to post the next day? Your editorial calendar lays out frequency of posts. It lays out who's going to make the post. It lays out all the details, all the details. And it even goes into saying, and here's the theme of what I would talk about. So maybe you guys have seen like Marvelous Monday or uh, Transformation Thursday or Fun Friday or uh, Sweet Tooth Saturday. Maybe that's a recipe if you're a chef uh, or uh, a baker. Maybe that's what you would you would create. But those editorial calendar lays out how all of the, the content onto social media looks. And it even outlines which social media channels you would utilize. And here is my tip for you. There are a lot of social media channels to pick from. And based on your target audience and what you know about them, that will guide you to where you get to be. And there is a misnomer where people think you've got to be on a lot of social media channels. And the reality is you don't. It's better to do one channel really, really well than a lot of channels poorly. It's better to be on one social media channel really well than a lot of channels poorly. And so that's the piece that we get to look at and say, well, where is your target audience? Because my gosh, LinkedIn, let's just take that as an example, that really attracts a business-focused audience, which for me is great. But if your business, let's say you're a restaurant, maybe not the one for you. Or if you're a design consultant, perhaps it could be for you, perhaps. But you really get to look at what your where your audience is. If your audience is on Facebook, 
they're probably going to be on Instagram too, but Facebook and Instagram are very different animals. Just posting what you would place on Facebook onto Instagram isn't necessarily going to get you the return you want. So each channel has a little bit different idiosyncrasies to it. And it's really hard to keep up with all of them. Really hard. And here's the beauty. You don't need my permission and I'm going to give it to you anyway. You don't have to. You absolutely don't have to be on all of them. That's the beauty of it. You can just pick what you want to be on. And you can do that really well. And you can look at it. So we could go deep into social media, and that will be for another show. We'll go into what an editorial calendar looks like and what frequency should be. We'll bring on an expert that can talk way better about that than I can. But let's talk about some of these other channels that you could pick that could be a component of your marketing plan. We've got public relations. Okay, so we think about PR. You hear that word a lot, PR. There's there's free PR, free media, and people say, oh, free media is great media. Sometimes, sometimes. We'll get to that. There's influencers. There's partnerships and collaborations. Those all tie into PR, into the PR umbrella. So those can be great, and while they, they come under the guise of free, they're not always free. So, for example, a collaboration, you can still pour a lot of money into a collaboration, but let, let's look at what that might be. That might be uh, a lot of people are offering online shows right now. So if I found 15 of my friends, and I say my friends, they may not even know me yet, but if I found them and they we all had a similar mission but a little bit different audience, we could come together for a common theme, like an, a show, and we could run it over the course of a day or a week. We could figure out those logistics, but we're going to come together with a partner, and what we're really doing is an email list build. Okay? Again, whole other conversation we could be having uh, – but what I want to talk to you about is that it's important to collaborate with other people that are have like mind. It's also important to collaborate with people in your industry or, or maybe that are just interested in what you're what you're going after. So for me, here's a, a great example of a partnership. I have a lot of friends that run communities for people that are mm, spiritual in nature. Okay. But they don't know, how, uh, in a few of these communities, they don't know how to monetize their dreams. They want to, they want to create businesses, but they don't necessarily know how. So the community isn't about business, it's not about monetizing your dreams, but yet there's a need there. So I could hop on and give in that community, and there might be people that then want to come into my community. So there's a cross connection that could happen. So now I'm just giving time. But there's also ways that we can give to create that on a bigger scale. So, for example, I could partner with the head of that community and we could create something. We could create a live event. Uh, we could create a virtual event. So we could create all these kinds of events, which is really just saying, hey, you've got a group of people that follow you and I've got a group of people that follow me. And I believe that some of the people that follow me may want to follow you and vice versa. So how do we create these events that can cross paths so that we can gain more of an audience? Okay, that's the crux of advertising. It's just gaining more of an audience, and then it's just moving them through your offer, through your signature money funnel. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Okay, so public relations. You can use influencers or collaboration and partners like we just talked about. Let's go a little bit deeper into influencers here. Some of you guys have seen, uh, you've seen influencers at work. Okay, so uh, maybe a celebrity, for example. Uh, let's take like golfing. Oh my gosh, golfing is huge on that. Uh, who... When you go golfing, they have hats on. Well, there's usually a logo on the hat. Somebody paid for that logo to be on there. And you think big businesses do this, but small businesses do this too. So when I ran my marketing firm, we used to be a part of a, a uh, statewide organization, and we would 
we would host golf tournaments or the, the organization would, and we would always host a booth and people would see us at that point, but we would also give our uh, logo wear hats, shirts to people to wear out on the golf course. So then that would be a great extension of our brand. Somebody would see that and say, Hey, who is that? And it would strike up a conversation that is happening without any of our team. And that's the value of an influencer. So you guys have seen YouTube. Like my kids right now, they are so big on influencers. They say, oh, I want to be a YouTube influencer. <laughs> and I, it makes me laugh uh, because you know they're, they're 7, 9, and 11, but they want to be YouTube influencers. They see the value of what's happening. They, what they see is somebody sitting at home in front of their computer uh, hawking these products and making a bunch of money. And you know, may or may not be the case, but they're putting themselves out there. There's a lot more to it, but influencers can be really valuable for a brand. They can be really valuable. So public relations, there's also the free media. So you'll see uh, sometimes oh, interviews, like interviews on shows. So uh, Good Morning America, those kinds, those are, those, are in, those are free media. Or if you get picked up, you submit press releases, that's free media. Sometimes, though, you get in the media and get into the press and you don't want to be in the press. Right? So that is still free media, but it's not always the spin that you want on it. So there's all kinds of different components. You can actually you can put free media into a marketing plan knowing that that's what you want to go after. You get a ton of attention off of free media. And a lot of small businesses have been built based on free press. But it's not just random. They're very specific about the message that they want to get to the press and how they go about getting it. Especially agencies or companies that focus just on helping people get this free press. Of course, you're going to pay the agency to to get this, but that's that's an option that's available too. So those are the different kinds of public relations. Okay, so before we get into the bulk of advertising and some of those different mechanisms that we can use, we're going to go on a quick break. And then we'll get into paid media, digital, uh, you've heard SEO and all these different terms. And we're going to go into a little bit of what these are. And then we'll back into what does an actual marketing plan look like and how can you utilize that for your company? All right, guys, quick break. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and I will see you shortly. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. 
Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now, back to the program. Hello, and welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. We're on Inspired Choice Network, and we are talking about marketing plans today. Would you have gone through my five steps to growing a business, creating consistent income? Then we are on step five. So once you know your vision and your target audience and what your offer is, and you've sold it so you know it's viable, then we get into scaling the business. And so before we went on break, we talked about how we've got a vision, that's your five to 10 plus years out. You've got strategy, which is one to five years, what you want to create in your business. And then anything of how you're going to move your business forward in zero to one years, that's our tactics. And that's where we can apply marketing plans. So we looked at what social media and, and public relations before we don't want to break. And now we get to talk about what actually are some of those mechanisms that can be used for advertising. Okay, When we think about advertising. And we've got paid media, okay? So paid media, we talked about free media before break, but when we get into paid media, that's anything that we're paying money for. So digital ads, a lot of us are familiar with those. We get served those a lot. That's what it's called when we, we see them. And these can happen through Facebook or any type of social network that we're on, uh, but it's also on like there's SEO and then there's paid ads. Okay, so if we're Googling something, there's two different ways. When we think about SEO, so search engine optimization. And guys, we're going a very high level. We'll go deeper. I'll bring in somebody here in the next few weeks that's really good at this stuff. And it changes all the time. It changes all the time. So when you get to the point where you actually want to want to use a lot of this stuff, I can give you some connections on where to go to find this. But when you look at search engine optimization, there's two different ways. So this is when somebody Googles, like if you went to Google right now and you Google profit launch, okay, I want my stuff to come up highest organically. Okay, there's paid and there's organic. So when you search, if you look on that, the very top section, it's paid ads. So I pay to get up there, which means I have taken that search term, like profit launch or Kathleen Reeson. Yes, I buy search terms on my own name. And other people do too. That's the crazy thing. If somebody thought they were a competitor to be, they may say that every time somebody searches Kathleen Reeson, I actually want this to come up. They could do that. So it's crazy, but it happens. Okay, so let's say that you've bought some terms that you like. Well, when somebody Googles that, or Yahoo, there's lots of search engines, but Google's obviously the, the biggest, then you want your information to come up first. Well, at the top is the paid. Now, a lot of people have trained themselves to just skip past all the ads and go right to the organic piece. Okay, Organic is the natural piece, the ones that aren't paid. And you want yours to be up there. And how you do that is based on the search terms that are behind your website. So when you're building your website, whoever builds it for you or whether you build it, because there's all kinds of different ways you can build a website, when you do that, you'll want to make sure that the terms behind the site are credible are uh, relevant, match those search terms. So Profit Launch was an important piece. As I built out Profit Launch Club, that was an important piece that I put behind the scenes. Okay, so you can, so the digital, you've got organic and paid SEO. You've got digital ads. So if you think about how you want to attract an audience, you could have Facebook ads, 
You could have Instagram ads. You could have uh, any type of place where people want to come to you. These are paid ads, okay? So I'll give you an example, uh, pre-pandemic versus pandemic for costs for ads. So you build a profile, if you're going to do Facebook, you build a profile of a person that you want to go after. And let's say that that profile that you built, then you pick a territory. So I don't say a five-mile radius around a certain zip code. So let's say I pick my house. I live in Des Moines, Iowa. So I have a five-mile radius around that section. And I build, so anybody that fits that profile within a five-mile radius, if I'm looking at Facebook, they'll tell me how many people, and I can make adjustments. Now, when I build out profiles, I get very specific. Like, this is, they have kids, they, uh, they're interested in business, so for, for Profit Launch, that's what I would create. They're interested in business, they, uh, even to their kids' ages, or their kids are interested in sports. Uh, I could say, I'm interested in flight airplanes. I'm just picking random things. So I can build a persona, a profile. So remember your target audience, step two? You're just, all you're doing is calling all that forward. Everything you know about your target audience, you're putting that in, and then you'll see how many people in that audience. If you feel like that's a good number, then you can buy the ad. Well, so for some of our businesses, pre-pandemic, it was costing us about $21 per click. Okay, so for somebody that saw our ads, that would be an impression, somebody that saw your ads, but per click, I would pay about $21. Okay, then the pandemic happened, and all these businesses shut down and shifted around everything, and nobody was advertising. And then the cost for that exact same person to click went from $21 to $7. $21 to $7. So totally different. It's a third of the cost. And that was great because then you could get a hold of people. The chatter went down. Okay, And chatter is a, a word that we use to say just like we do in any other space, it's a lot of stuff coming at someone. Well, that's not what we want to be. We want to be direct and get a message that lands. Okay, So so $7 to get somebody to click, that's not bad. Okay, but $21 is higher. Now, remember when I told you about social media and there's lots of different options? Well, on LinkedIn, it's like it could be $100 to attract the same, this same person. So I might think, well, why would I want to be on LinkedIn if it's $100 and on Facebook it's $21? Well, the difference is there's not as many qualified on LinkedIn, but ones that do click have a higher rate that'll go up, so a higher rate. So LinkedIn, well, if I want to spend more money, great, but I actually I would have a higher qualified prospect. So there's some advantages to going in that. Okay, Peter has a question. How does Facebook know all of that information if the user doesn't give Facebook all that information? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Okay, so what Peter's asking is, when I talk about profiling, so everything we know that we know we want about target audience, and then I say, okay, I'm gonna build this persona based on Facebook, because you have an account on Facebook, anything that you post, pictures with kids, anything that you post gets built into your ad persona profile. You don't have to give permission for that. Now, for them to share it openly with other people, absolutely, you get to give permission for that. But for, pros, for profile building, you don't have to share it. And so Facebook can use that behind the scenes, the algorithms to say, this person has kids this age. Every time you change your marital status, or that, that is just building up Facebook criteria. And guys, this is not unique to Facebook, okay? So we can look at Facebook and say, ooh, I don't want to be on Facebook because they're going to have all this information. But the reality is, and this is scary, and I'll speak to the United States, but it's across the world, it's the same. So in the United States, there are 
three credit bureaus, essentially, but they, they collect a lot of information, a lot of data on us. And the average person has 72 different pieces of data collected about them stored in a database. So like Meredith, for example, it's a big company. It's in Des Moines in New York. The headquarters are here in Des Moines. Uh, but they have one of the largest databases in the world. And so they have, on average, 72 points. They work with American Baby. American Baby Magazine is one of their uh, – they own that product. And it's really important for them to know this data because they don't want to know when someone has a baby. They want to know when someone is pregnant. So they work with a lot of doctor's offices. Well, doctor's offices would love to know the second someone becomes pregnant or thinks that they're pregnant or is interested in baby information because guess what? Now they want them to be a client. Okay, so American Baby's gotten really good about profiling or targets. My favorite story is about Target. Uh, this dad was so frustrated because he gets home, opens up the mailbox, and his 17-year-old daughter has gotten a piece of mailing from Target that has ads for baby stuff in it, like baby formula, baby strollers. And he says, why would a company send my 17-year-old an ad for baby products? You know where this is going. He was mad. He calls up Target headquarters, and he says, this is not okay. And, of course, they say, well, hold on. Let's figure out what's going on. Dig down into it. So we'll look into it. So he takes the mailing to his daughter, and he says, I don't understand why they would send this. I'm so offended. Please don't be offended. I don't think they mean anything by this. And her face just goes white because her dad found out that she was pregnant from an ad that came in the mail. So that target knew that she was pregnant before her dad did. Think about that. Think about that. That's incredible. Yet that happens all the time, and that's exactly what Facebook's doing. And so that is the crazy world that we live in where companies are collecting all these data points that we don't even know exist, that we don't realize what we're putting out there. There is actually correlations in brands. So somebody that wears Saucony tennis shoes is more likely to eat Edie's ice cream. It's crazy. Why would you think there's a connection there? And yet there is. Because when we strip away all the emotional pieces and we just look at the data, you can see all these trends and analysis. So, guys, like I would love to say that I'm smart enough to figure all that stuff out. I'm not. I'm not a computer. But there are people that are. And these are really affordable to pull these data points. So there's listserv companies all over the world. I have a, a one that I work for with quite a bit. Uh, and you can get information on people. So if you want to talk about targeting, so if I've got somebody, let's say I'm going to target a very specific job role. So I want to talk to the CEO of a manufacturing company that is uh, got between 300 to 450 employees that, that lives in this specific territory in Houston, and I, I, I could really drill down. I could absolutely find that. Okay, I could absolutely find that. And you could do the same thing online. So in Facebook, you can just put in your profile that you want to attract, and then you can call forward those people. And then what do you want the, the pieces? What do you want them to do from there? Okay, what do you want them to do from there? And that's where we start to build that funnel. Okay, so now I've got a customer that's called forward through my advertising. So they clicked on the Facebook ad. But what did they actually click on? 
And that's when we get start getting the lead magnets and we can drive them through the process. But the question about the marketing plan is how do we get people to raise their hand and say, I'm interested? So digital is absolutely a way to do that. Absolutely a way to do that. And then you think about some of the older school ways, like billboards or you know, you're driving on the street and then there's a billboard or a newspaper ad. Now, there's not as many newspaper ads right now. There's not as many newspapers. But there's certainly a lot of networks that will sell that will sell the equivalent to a newspaper ad that's in the digital realm. And there are times where printed newspaper is great. Direct mail, so that goes right into the mailbox, like Target used in our example before. That's a great opportunity to target customers. Okay, so these, and we think guys, Target and some of these bigger brands, they're using all these strategies. I can't because I'm a small business. That is not the case. It's not the case. None of these things individually are that expensive. If I told you right now that the audience that you want, you could actually pull a list of exactly who they are for under $500, you could go after that. You could create that. And it's all available to you. It's just a matter of understanding who your network is, who you want to go after for your target audience. There's also a really cool example. So I was working with a uh, bariatric surgeon a few years ago, and they wanted to promote their surgery and in the malls, because a lot of people that, that required the surgery would be at the malls. And we thought, oh, an escalator would be a really fun place. They would see it. And then we realized when we talked with the audience that it's not the escalators, it's the elevators. So we created an elevator wrap and actually had an elevator. Uh, they have the, out, the, the doors, when they shut, made this full ad. It was really cool. And then when the doors opened, there was another ad behind it. Okay, so the actual placement of that was maybe like $1,500. Uh, and then the the cost to put it on the doors was maybe another 500 So for $2,000, do you know how many people saw that? So if I was going after that audience or I was maybe a, a mom, I've got three kids. You know, when we were in the mall, that stroller doesn't go up those escalators and I can't carry up the stairs. I'm riding those elevators. So if you're targeting moms, that is where you go. That is the place to go. Okay, so there's all kinds of different strategies to reach it. We get to be creative. And so the dollars, we can go anywhere from $5 in advertising all the way up. There's all kinds of different thresholds. Okay, so we're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the different components of the marketing plan, how we take all these different ideas and we pull them together so that it's something that we can see and utilize that will support us. All right, hop on this quick break. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and I'll be back with you shortly. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And before break, we've been talking all about marketing plans, what they are, what they could contain. And now we get to bring it all together in what, an, what a marketing plan actually could look like. like. What do your eyes see? I used to make these really complex. They'd be a really big Word doc and Excel doc. And they were really fancy. And I'm sure they just sat on a shelf. And that's not what we get to create. So when I build one now, I build it and I pull up Excel. I love Excel. I pull it up. I'm a former CPA. Of course I love Excel. So I pull up Excel and I guess to be very basic. When I actually build a plan, I build it based on five different components. Okay. The first one is the tactic. Okay. So we talked about tactic being anything that's going to be done for zero to one years. So this could be Facebook advertising. Okay. That could be the, the tactic. And then the second component is who's in charge of that tactic. So if you're a solopreneur, then it's going to be you, or you could hire that done for sure, but who's in charge of it? And if you've got a team that's a little bit larger, you, you got to put that who's in charge. You used to not put this in there, and then I realized nothing got done if it wasn't in there. So that's our deliverable person. The next step is the budget. Okay, Each tactic gets its own budget, because when we add all the tactics together, that's how we get our grand marketing budget. And it doesn't matter, guys. We tend to think that like, big companies – Oh, this, this is a step that's going for big companies. Nope. I don't care if you only have one tactic. You still get to walk through this process and you can have a beautiful spreadsheet with one tactic on it, but this is still your marketing plan for the foreseeable future. And then you can add tactics as you want because when we don't go through this process, we've got a lot of tactics going on, but they're not working together. Okay. So we've got our, what the tactic is. We've got who's in charge and we've got our budget. Then we have our timeline. So when I build this out, I tend to put all 12 months out. So if let's say it's it's we're going into July. It's essentially July. So I have July as a column, August, September, October, all the way out for a year. And then I would have a column that's the results. The results I want to create from this tactic. So you hear a lot of people talk about, well, I just ran that marketing plan for brand awareness, which you know, sometimes that's about getting the word out of who I am. So if you went to go place an ad in Facebook right now, it would say, do you want brand awareness? Do you want clicks? Do you want likes? Well, likes likes don't take money to the bank. Likes make you feel good. Likes can build up your community, but it doesn't take money to the bank. Okay. So in that case, you have to think about what the result is you're wanting to create. So when we say brand awareness, like, yeah, that's okay, that's great. Sometimes I do that. But generally, I want to drive some specific behavior. And I know, I know as a marketer and as a business person, that on average, it takes 12 different touch points to shift someone's opinion. And I know that, for example, my tactic of marketing ad may just be one. Do you guys remember a long time ago, Yellow Book, Yellow Pages, like the, the phone book? And people would place ads in the phone book. And he would go ask, like, so this is probably like, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago. You ask someone, well, why did you, how did you choose? What was the advertising? Because people want to know what advertising was most successful. Why did you choose to work with us? And the number one response at that time was yellow pages. And so people would pour money into these yellow pages thinking these are like God's gift to, to business. And the reality is it's never yellow pages. Yellow pages 
rarely had anything to do with it. It's just that Yellow Pages was the last touch point, the 12th touch point, was the last touch point that got them to shift. Yellow Pages was the place they went to go find the number because, you know, many years ago, we didn't have Google. We didn't have cell phones handy where we could type in and, and say, well, what's the number for, for this pizza company or for this design shop or for any of these businesses? We would go to the Yellow Pages, open up the book, and find it. And we'd see the ad. And I think, oh, if I was looking for a list of 50 different attorneys, well, this one's on top, so I'm going to call this one. And it was never about that. That was that was negating all those other 11 touch points prior to that one. It was negating all the touch points prior to that one. And so what we are conditioned is to think that the last touch point is better than the other one, but it's actually all of them combined. It's how we create that marketing plan combined. And so that's what we're looking at for a marketing plan. So let's say you have your Facebook ad, you got your, as your tactic, you've got me, I'm the solopreneur here, so I'm going to be in charge of it. My budget, I'm going to allocate, mm, I would say $10 a day. Doesn't sound like a lot, but in the beginning of a Facebook ad, we just want to test it. That's all we're doing. We're just testing it. We're seeing where we're getting traction, and then I'll put a little bit more money into it. I might put $100 a day. Sounds like a lot, but if you're getting results, then you'd happily do that. So if I could, if I said, I, Let's say I had a product that was $1,500 to buy. So lower price product, $1,500. And if I said to you, I will give you $1,500. You give me $100, I will give you $1,500 back. Would you do it? If I said to you, you give me $100, and I'll give you $1,500 back, would you do it? Absolutely. Who wouldn't do that? That's a great – look at that return on investment. That's huge. Yet people routinely choose not to. So when we start with Facebook advertising and we start with $10 and we say, okay, well, what's returning me that higher return? This is a, this is a persistence. It's just a game. What's actually getting me the highest return? That's when we figure out, oh, this worked and this worked. This is not working. There's a lot of things that don't work when we look at advertising and a lot of things that do. And those that can sort through that and then shift then shift their dollars into what's working, then you get your, your bigger budgets. You don't want to start with the, the big budgets. You want to start with the smaller budgets, okay? You start with those smaller budgets, and then that's how you figure out what's going to work, and you do more of that. And then you watch it, and you say, okay, well, then from there, well, this is working, and this isn't working, and you just continue to tweak, 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 tweak. You get deeper and deeper and deeper, and that's how we start to get higher returns. So those people that watch and study. Now, if you're inclined to watch and study, great. You get to do this. But if you're not, there are all kinds of people out there that love this and will watch and study, and it would be in your best interest to find one of them and become their friend, hire them, and get, let them watch it for you. Tell them what you want to create. And if you're in sales mode, if you want to create sales, which in this point of business we all are, it's not about likes. It's about clicks. It's about action-oriented steps. I want people to drive. So one of the things that me, personally, Kathleen Reeson, what I am interested in creating is a million-dollar funnel. Not, it's not about the money. I don't care so much about that, although that is nice. I don't care about that. What I care about is it's possible. It's an interesting game to say, can you take cold traffic and convert them into pain? 
So cold traffic, meaning people that have no idea who I am, what I, what my business is, anything about it, and I, can I convert them to a customer? What action would have to be taken? Well, I know it's possible, but the question is, what do I have to do to create credibility from the time that they first identify that they're part of that audience? So maybe it's a Facebook ad, for example, that they, they first raise their hand to them then getting their credit card out to buy. What's got to be the offer in between? And so the piece that I'm testing, so if you look at my marketing plan, the tactic is a webinar. So Facebook ads and a webinar combined together, and then there's a landing page in here. But I believe, I believe that my webinar, create a webinar, and I'm going to use a, a, a software called Webinar Jam. I'm going to be in charge of this, and my budget is for my Facebook ads. My timeline is by the end of July, I will have one one client that will have come through as a cold, somebody that had no idea who I was, and will have purchased. So I have one month just to test and have fun and see how to create that. The result is one paying client. One paying client in a Profit Launch Club. Profit Launch Club is my community where we study. So if you love these five steps, you love what we're talking about, that's where you go to study it. So come join me. You can look it up at ProfitLaunchClub.com. It's a really fun place where we go and play and learn, and we all are growing six-figure-plus businesses. And we're going to talk about things like how do we build a million-dollar funnel? How do we call an audience forward? All these things we dig in. So my, my commitment, my journey, what I'm creating, if you looked at my marketing plan, is that I only have two things on there right now in relation to that. I have this show. I have a book that I just went to paperback yesterday, ebook April 6th. It's called Joy in Uncertainty, a guide to creating a meaningful life. You can get it on Amazon. So those are ways that people can find me. If you flip to the back of that paperback book, if you flip to the back, it says, if you're it, it, it's about creating your vision. So step one in the five steps to creating your business is vision. And so in the back of that book, it says, hey, if you are wanting to start a business, come play with us in Profit Launch Club. So it's a way to pull people forward. In that book, in the very beginning, uh, there are questions seated throughout the book to help you grow and understand what your vision is. And in that book, I use a lead magnet and says, hey, there's a worksheet that you can download to help you work through these. You can absolutely do it through the book, but you can also look at these through through the work through this worksheet. Now, that is it's just a lead magnet. So when they go to that website that I've given them, it asks for their email, and then it'll automatically send them the worksheet. Okay, so, so that's just another way to collect emails. Well, now when I have their emails, I can use email strategies to sell to them. So you can see, guys, for very little money, this is, that is an example of a marketing plan. So that's something that's already in process. So if you looked at my marketing plan, those layers that I just described and go back and listen to this over and over and over again, that's exactly what I built. I used ActiveCampaign for the email system. I used Amazon KDP for the book. And that's about it. Okay, so they don't have to be complex. And as far as money goes in there, I mean, I, it's time. I have an editor for my book so we could get into all the details of each of those. But now, now that I've got that, I've got some credibility out there, then I want to layer in these other pieces. How do I build my million-dollar funnel? So now I'm layering in the webinar. Well, i got to build the webinar. So I wrote out the script, how I liked it. At Profit Launch Club, I'll send you guys all the, the scripts so you guys can see this. And in... Uh, then I'm going to have it recorded. I'm just, I can record. I've got a camera at home. It'll look great. I'll add a little bit of editing. Like, this is very basic. Okay. Then I'm going to use Webinar Jam, which is just a software. There's lots out there that'll look like I'm actually 
recording this webinar live, but I'm not. It's pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded. Okay, and then I'm going to drive traffic to it, which means I'm going to use Facebook ads starting at $10 a day, and I'm going to drive them into the webinar to see if they'll actually, somebody that signs up for it, so raises their hand, they sign up for it, then they go into the webinar, and then in the webinar, it's me talking, and I'm, I'm converting them into a buyer. So I'm telling you, this is the funnel that I want to take, and this is the plan, okay? So this is how it all works. Now, I tell you all this with confidence that I'm going to create this, and I'm telling you the results that I want, and there's no guarantees. Here's the beauty. It's a game. It's just a game. So if I don't create those results, it means that I get to look at those mechanisms along the way. Was I not getting enough people into the webinar? Was my conversion from webinar to sales not high enough? What in the webinar gets to shift? So there's really only a few different points that I get to look at and say, okay, well, which of these pieces gets to shift in order to create the results that I want? So way more will be updated on that as we go. But you can think about this. You guys have the opportunity to create all kinds of things. Anything that you could dream of, you can create it into a business and you can use these tips to be able to pull an audience forward. Okay, we are going to go on a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to tie this all together. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. We're on Inspired Choices Network, and here's your quick break. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, on Inspired Choices Network. Now, before we went on break, we were talking all about marketing plans and how you put them together and what they look like and all the, the fun details. And I say fun because it's, it's invigorating for me, but I know it can be a little overwhelming. And so I want to talk to you now about... Uh, how many different ideas go through my head every day? <laughs> so, you know, I, I just I just finished talking about the the million dollar funnel that I want to create, what it gets to look like, and and it gets to happen. It's a game. We all get to we get to go after this. And yes, it's true. I do own seven businesses. Uh, and here's the thing, guys. For every great idea, I have a hundred. I mean, I have a hundred ideas that go through my mind probably every hour. And there's probably only one of them that really gets to leave my mouth but 99 of them are just um they're just ideas right they don't they don't ever get to be birthed and they don't have to be and the beautiful thing is that's okay so if you're like me and you've got all kinds of thoughts of what about this and what about this and what about this any one of them could be great 
any one of them could be great. So what's the difference between idea that you want to put all this energy behind and scale it and just any other idea? And that goes down to your heart and your soul and your passion, your heart and your soul and your passion. And I'll tell you probably about, I don't know, five years ago, maybe eight years ago, I had this idea. I've been in the marketing space for a long time and I've been running my advertising agency for quite a while. And I thought, what would it be like if we created a, what now I would call a membership site, uh, but if we created a business that was all about supporting marketing directors and helping them understand a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today and getting them proficient about that. I, I know that's all I saw it. I didn't see it as helping small business owners or anyone else, but it was just about these marketing directors. And I wrote out the business plan. It was beautiful. It was like 50 pages. I, I figured out curriculum. We could credit it. It was really detailed. And you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. I took it around to get buy-in from a couple people who I thought in the beginning would, would be people that would be excited about it, and they weren't. They flat out weren't excited about it. And in my mind, I made that mean that the idea wasn't a great idea. And now what I realize is, yeah, I just didn't I just didn't have the cheerleaders. I was the only cheerleader, and I got to have other people that were cheerleaders too. So if I would have continued to vet that idea, I could have found people that would have loved it and moved forward with it. And I tell you that because all ideas could be great ideas, and sometimes we stop ourselves. We stop ourselves because we don't surround ourselves with the people that, that can see the vision. We don't enroll people in the vision. Because at that point, yes, I had all the details. I had all the data. On paper, it looked great. But there was a piece. And I didn't have other people that could see it. And so I never created that business. So any of you that, that hear that, like, there's a great business out there that gets to be created. Uh, and it's not the business for me now. I love what I'm creating with Profit Launch. This is so fun. And creating over on this radio show and in the book and in Profit Launch Club. And seriously, if you guys that are all interested in this topic, come play with us in Profit Launch Club. It's, it's cheap, but it's it's so fun to go in. It's the best place. It's a, it's a mastermind community where we're learning from each other. There's some course components that we're building out. So we'll actually talk deeper about all these things we've been talking about for the last month, the five steps to create your business. And that lights me up. And so when you find the thing that lights you up, that gets you out of bed in the morning, where you say, yes, I can't wait to create this, even though you don't know exactly what it looks like or it may shift, but when you have that level of passion in your heart, that's when you know you're onto something big. And then it doesn't matter if you can't find the person in front of you right now that wants to buy because you know that they're there. And so it's not about this didn't work. It's about shifting and saying, I just haven't done it yet. I just haven't done it yet. So you think about that Facebook ad testing I was talking about. That's why we that's why we commit $10 a day, $10 a day until we figure out what's working. And then we dig in deeper there. So it's the same thing. I'm just going to keep going until I figure it out. It's that mentality. And I know you have that mentality. I know you have that ability to create whatever it is you want to create. And remember that every great CEO, every great visionary, every great person has had their own trials and tribulations. They've had tons of things that didn't work. And because they did that, they were able to get to the things that did. Because they dug through, 
the things that didn't work. They were able to get the things that did. A lot of the things, the things that I coach on is that gifts are often given to us and they're covered in poo. Poo. Can I say that on the radio? I don't know. Covered in poo. But the reality is that underneath the poo is this giant, beautiful gift. But most people, I don't know the statistics, we could make it up. Most people, by the way, that's that's the great trip of an entrepreneur. We make a lot of stuff up. <laughs> and they say that lightly and, and jokingly. But it's covered in poo. And so we look at this great gift and we say, oh, it would be nice, but it's covered in poo. I don't want it. And the true entrepreneur, the one that we know is going to be successful, wipes off the gift, wipes off the poo, digs down, and finds the gift. Finds the gift. Okay, so Peter has a quick question about, I have a virtual business currently during COVID. How should I target using Facebook ads? I can have clients all over the world, theoretically. Absolutely, Peter. And I would argue, what does COVID have? You could absolutely have clients all over the world during COVID and not during COVID. Absolutely. How should I target using Facebook ads? Peter, I encourage you to look very closely at who your target audience is and then hop on into Facebook and actually build out a persona. Building out a persona does not mean that you have to place an ad, but build out a persona and see what all your choices are. A lot of people think that they want to, they want to advertise across the country or the world. They'll say, oh, you know, anyone's my target. And I encourage you to pick a segment of your audience. So pick a geographic target that you think it's all about assumptions you think it's going to be good for you. And then just test it, $10 a day. Okay, $10 a day and see what happens. Because really with Facebook ads, you're looking at content, okay, those are the words, and the pictures. Okay, those are the only two things. People are going to click based on those. And if you're not getting the clicks that you want, it's one of those two factors. And you just test it. You test it and you test it. And then wherever they're going, they're clicking to, you could watch that and say, well, are they buying? Or are they taking whatever the next step is? And if it's low, that means there's something on that page that gets to be adjusted. See, guys, business is a game. And you just look at these metrics and you say, which metric, which metric do I want to, do I want to look at? So I will support you along the way. We'll talk more about what these metrics all mean. But just know that there's metrics that you can look at along the way, like with your Facebook ad. And then you'll know, is the Facebook ad converting at the right rate? Is the, is the lead page converting? When you have all those metrics down, that's where you get, that's the business, that's the game, and that is a fun game to play. So guys, I am Kathleen Reeson, and I'm so much fun here with you in Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. You want to come play with me in Profit Launch Club? Do it. It's so fun. We are having a great time over there. So come play and make sure that you join me each week on Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson every Monday, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.